It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the last 40 years, the Earth has lost more than 40% of its natural wildlife. In Africa alone, the scale of loss has been devastating, and the level of conflict between the continent's people and its remaining wildlife has never been so desperate. There are 90% fewer lions in Ghana's Moli National Park. The deforestation in West and Central Africa has destroyed over 96% of the elephant's historical range. In Zambia, the black rhino population dropped from an estimated 12,000 in the 1960s to total extinction in 1993. And in the South Luangwa National Park, once known as the Valley of the Elephants, the elephant population has been decimated from 35,000 in the early 70s to about 3,300 today. Humans have already destroyed what we like to call the balance of nature. We seem to exist in a world of make-believe, indifferent to the fact that by the end of this century, the human population will have reached 11 billion. Realistically, the future for wild creatures is bleak, unless we take urgent steps to control ourselves and our impact on the finite resources of the natural world. We need to end the escalating trade in and consumption of wild animals and their body parts. We must empower and train women so they can be lifted out of poverty, stop the fearful plastic pollution of the seas, and learn to share more and live with less. Our mantra should be reverence for all life. Otherwise, we will continue to be locked in conflict, trapped by a lack of vision, snared. The Trump administration confirmed today it lifted another Obama-era regulation, this time rolling back a ban that prohibits hunters from bringing trophies of elephants killed in Zimbabwe and Zambia back into the US. A of rhino can be worth as much as $65,000. So for a large rhino with two horns on the front of his face, its nose can be worth half This week of in Uganda on a morning hunt for snares scattered inside this, the country's largest tropical rainforest. Hunters say that killing rhinos, lions, elephants, hippos, and other vulnerable and endangered animals will actually help protect the species. What? But these elephants, they're like my friends, you know? When I see them, I feel very happy because it's like I've seen my friend. Why do you do that? Mama, the same reason I did it yesterday. Because your grandfather has a fever and we must stop him from being too hot. I'm not hot. I'm cold. You're not sick. Is he going to get better? Do you ever stop asking questions? I think he's going to get better. He always gets better, doesn't he, Mama? Go fetch the porridge and do not spill it this time. Come on, Bamboo. <laughs> Sit up. You must eat some more. Come on. Up. Up. Thank you, Zeli. How are you feeling today? Better. You must eat. I am not hungry. You must still eat. Hello, you. Hello, you. Are you better now? As strong as a lion. <laughs> the fever will only get better if you rest and eat. It's only the malaria, Zeli. It will pass. Only the malaria. It always passes. 
eat. I helped stir the porridge. Thank you, Chipo. It is stirred very well. You were saying things again in your sleep. Oh, what things was I saying? What things was I saying? You were talking about her. I don't know why you still think about those times. Why? Zeri, they are part of who I am. It has been three years since you retired and they still haunt you. She still haunts you. Who does? That's enough now, Chipo. But I want to know who is haunting Madala. Nobody's haunting him. You just said they were. You see? You see what you've done? Why must she know too? Why can't it just talk? Let me tell the child. Rest fast. Now, Chipo, come. Thank you for the porridge. Eat and sleep. Storm. Manta, you're very dangerous. I should wait here with you. Hello, you. Hello, you. Have I rested enough? Are you going to stay awake this time? I am very sleepy, aren't I? And you snore like a hippo. <laughs> Where is Mama? She has fallen asleep too. Ah, oh, I see. Do you want some porridge? M maybe some water. <sighs> now, what shall we do? I know. Maybe you can tell me your story. <laughs> My story? <laughs> I see. Okay. Come sit with me and I will tell you my story. My name is Mangani Waliamamba. I know who you are. Shh, shh, shh. I am telling you my story. My name is Mangani Waliamamba. I am 52 years old and proudly work, uh, 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 proudly worked as a wildlife ranger. I was raised in a small village on the banks of the Luangwa River. My father left us the same day I was born. My mother says this just proves that there is a God after all. I am losing my hair, you see? Yeah? But it is not something that worries me. I drink too much, but never, no, never when I shouldn't. And I have a fire in me that still burns too hot in my belly. Too hot! And I tell you this because I need you to see that I know where I come from and who I am and that I am not ashamed of what I have done. I will tell you it all, Chipo, but only if you are sure and you are ready to listen. I am sure. One day, when I was still a strong young man, a Muzungu woman, a white woman with long hair, came to our village to give a talk that no one had asked to hear. She wanted to show us something and didn't seem to understand how we expected her to behave in the village. I later learned that she did know but didn't care. She gathered us up like little chicks that night and we watched a film on an old bedsheet strung between two mopani trees. It was a film about what the poachers were doing further up the Luangwa River. I remember the film very well. I remember. When it finished, she asked if anyone had any questions. So I, I put up my hand and asked, why should we care? She said, because if we didn't, then who would? 
<laughs> it was the wrong question, Chipo. I should have asked her. What happens if you care too much? So, is that why you became a ranger? Yes. She asked for my help, and so I gave it. And by the time your mother was your age, I was already head ranger, working right by her side to protect the animals in South Wangwa National Park. I like this lady. <laughs> we worked very well together, and we became friends. You, you understand? But, but there was also a man, Chipo, and he, he was not so nice. He did not think like us, and he hit a lot of our animals. Uh, uh, why now? Oh. <laughs> it is very complicated, but not so complicated that we did not know what we should do about it. We got our chance three years ago when we heard talk of something that had been seen by the river. Something that would be very bad news for this man if we could catch him with it. And so we said that we must go quickly and wait for him, like leopards that wait for Impala at the watering hole. Yes, but it was hot. There was a terrible storm coming, and because we did not want him to see our land rover, we had to hide it and walk a long way. The air, Chipo, it made you feel very sick to breathe it. But when we got to the river, we knew that it had been worth it, because we knew that he would come. But how? How did you know? Huh? How, Madala? <laughs> Hello, Rudy. It's Sonia here. I thought you'd like to know that the first payment went into your account this morning. And as expected, there are one or two more items our clients would like to add to their wish list. I have explained that some of the rare pieces may be difficult to acquire and that this will be reflected in the final cost. We have unconfirmed reports that one of the smaller items may be already available for collection on the banks of Ruangwe River. You might want to check it out today if you have the time. Still no news on the storm, I'm afraid. Hopefully it will miss you. Please call me when you get back. A young elephant got caught in a snare. She was still a baby and she must have been too curious. The wire had wrapped itself tight around her throat and it cut deeper with every breath she took. She would lift her head to try and let in the air. But soon her head became too heavy and she could not even do that. It was a very hard thing to see Chipo. Very hard. Then. Just when we thought the man would not come, we saw the dust of his Land Rover in the distance. Yes, he was driving very fast, like he knew there was a great storm chasing him. Do you know what he did when he saw this poor elephant, Chipo? He did what men like him always do. He shot it. Enough man gun in place! Take him to the tree! You heard the madam! Enough is enough, Mambala! Just take him to the tree and tie it off as tight as you can. Oh, man. No. You can't do this. You're out of your mind. You know that. Mangani, you okay to walk back for the landy? I think it will be too late now. What the hell do you think you're doing? Did this safe? Rastan? I said it's too tight. Then stop pulling at it. But madam, he is still very dangerous. I should wait here with you. No, I need you to get the land rover, Mangani. Ah, uh, but what if the storm is quicker than me? I'll survive. 
I will be back, Mambara! The storm has already flooded the tracks upriver. We'll have to sit it out here until Mangani can get back with the landy. You will then be formally arrested and transferred to Chipata for trial. You will be charged with the illegal snaring... I think I'm stupid. The illegal snaring and slaughter of protected wildlife. I don't know what's going on here. Since when do the LAP authorise an operation like this with only two people? Sit down. It's bullshit. You will be arrested and charged. Your black friend, Mabutu, Mabini or whatever he's called, you saw what he did to me. I said sit down. What? You're going to shoot me now? You can't do this! I'm a South African citizen, for Christ's sake! I know exactly who and what you are, Mr. De Beers. I've done nothing wrong. I've got a piece of paper that says I can hunt in this area. I'm bloody licensed. You will be arrested and formally <sighs> charged with the illegal snaring and slaughter of protected wildlife in the Luangwa Valley. Madala! Madala! I'm still here, child. I'm just remembering. Tell me what you did when you left the lady with the man. I did what I promised. I rushed as quickly as I could back to the Land Rover. But we had left it a long way away on the higher ground, and it was now even hotter than before. I was like a runner in a race. But the storm, it was even faster. And by the time I arrived, the wind was blowing so hard. It was already pushing the grass flat onto the ground. But I still thought I could beat the rain. So I climbed in and I turned the key. <gasps> it didn't start. Of course it started. It was my landing. And I'm a very good mechanic. It started and I drove it down the tracks very fast. But it was not fast enough. And soon the heavy rain was falling all around me. And the darkness was coming. The dust had turned into clay, and it was not safe to continue. I had to stop, Jim. I had to wait. What happens now? I told you, we wait. For how long? If the rain stays upriver, a couple of hours, maybe three. And if it doesn't? Can I at least have something to drink? There, in my rucksack. And a cigarette, top pocket. <sighs> Was this your idea? Tie me up with a bloody snare wire. You needed to be restrained. I wasn't the one hitting people in the face with a rifle, but... You know, I will report him if I get out of here. That is your right, Mr De Beers. And it's one I fully intend to exercise, Miss Hart. They look so surprised. I know who you are. Jeez, men, you and your travelling light show are hard to miss around here. Sit here, watch this, don't do that, think this. You realise that no one actually gives a shit. Current circumstances would suggest that you are wrong, Mr De Beers. Current circumstances suggest that I am most definitely right, Miss Hart. Because in case you hadn't noticed, it's just you and me out here. You're a lost cause who has taken the law into our own hands. I wasn't the one who attacked you. I didn't beat you. I didn't drag you out into the middle of nowhere to wait for what? A bullet in the back of the head. Oh, no one's going to put a bullet in the back of your head, Mr De Beers. We'll see. And would you please stop calling me Mr. De Beers all the bloody time? Rudy, this is Sonia. Where are you? You have missed your meeting this afternoon, and I could not even tell them why. If something isn't done to reassure them, and quickly, they will fold and walk away from the whole project. So please, would you call them and me? as soon as you get this message. Are you frightened? 
by the storms, I mean. I know what you meant. Because this one's going to hit us just now. You're going to give me a fighting chance and let me out before it does? No. Ah, of course not. No. There. What do you think? About what? My cage, Miss Hart. You want to treat me like an animal? Well, now we can both see where my cage begins and ends. See? A line that separates right from wrong. What side do you think you're on? How long have you been tracking me? Long enough. Long enough for what? Long enough to know you're a difficult man to pin down. I'm flattered. It wasn't a compliment. No. I must be losing my touch, though, eh? I mean, you knew exactly where I'd been today. You knew about the snared cough. Why did you shoot it? Are you serious? I could have treated it. How? The wire had ripped through her windpipe. She was drowning in her own blood, man. I could have tried. Then you should have stopped me. I didn't know Dr. Bloody Doolittle was hiding in the bushes behind me. I shot her because I don't like to see an animal suffer unnecessarily. Oh, please. Why are you doing this? I mean, really. It's my job. No, a job is something you do for money. Why are you doing this? You never answer a direct question, you know that. Why do you think I'm doing it, Mr De Beers? You illegally snared and slaughtered an elephant. Nobody deliberately sets a snare for an elephant, Miss Hart. Nevertheless, that's what you shot. That's it. All this drama because I put one injured animal out of its misery. What then? Please, remind me, what exactly am I being accused of here? What were you really after? Bait? Some meat for one of your trophy hunts? Ivory? Rhino horns? Skins? What? See this little book, Mr De Beers. Look. These names. All the people who keep you so busy. And look, all the places you butcher and stockpile the animals that you've poached. The details of how you ship the ivory and horn. Looks all here. Statements, footage, Sorry. names, places. We've been watching you for quite a while. And thanks to this little black book, I'm going to make sure you never get to spread your filth in this world ever again. Billy, and what about your ranger beating me unconscious, tying me with a snare and dragging me around the bush for half the night? How do you think that will play out in court, eh? How do you think next year's fundraising will go when that gets out? You set that snare. You oh, arranged. come on, then. You paid the men who set it. So, I didn't set it. We know that you pay locals to do your dirty work. Says who? A couple of drunks you found in a gutter who'll say anything for a free beer? Come on, man. That sort of shit doesn't mean nothing. The chances are they'll say something completely different tomorrow. Especially if they've got a wife and kids to keep safe. What? You're way out of your depth here. Why don't you footsack back to England and find some dogs to rescue? You know why your Muntu lost it back there? Because he, he's caught up in your mess and there's jack shit he can do about it. Whatever you've got in your precious little book, it won't be enough. And he knows it. They won't print your tedious bloody story. They'll print mine. Local businessman attacked and beaten by foreign do-gooder and her kaffir. Thanks to you, he's going to lose face in front of his family, his friends, everyone. Poor Muntu. Just one more white woman's lapdog. Here, boy, fetch, roll over, play dead. We've got the names of everyone you've supplied for the last six months, including the officials you bribed. Things and like paid. this really matter to the blacks. He's probably been bragging about it for months. The big I am is going to send the white buana to jail. Take that away from him now and they'll never let him live it down. I think they will do just fine. He's only got two choices. Do what you want and spend the rest of his life looking over his shoulder when I walk free. Or slit my throat and save face. Let me go now. And I promise you, nothing will happen to him. If Look not... at me, Mr De Beers. Look at me. 
You're not going to threaten your way out of trouble this time. Threaten? It's an interesting choice of words coming from behind a loaded gun. Listen to me. You're a white woman in black Africa. And if you seriously think that drinking from the same cup and sleeping on the same floor makes you one of them, then you're more stupid than I thought. This has absolutely nothing to do with colour. It has everything to do with colour. Your colour. They're not grateful for the nice madam's help. Your boy doesn't give a My damn what... boy? Boy, I think you've forgotten where you are, Mr De Beers. That man is my colleague and friend, and you will watch your mouth. Is he? Is he really? Ah, well, tell me then, man. Because I'm just a simple, thick-skulled Afrikaner. What first attracted you to him, eh? Oh. His sparkling intellect. His table manners. Jeez. You really are sick. Do you know that? And what are you? The bloody cure. Here. In case it rains. Tell me more about this lady, Madala. How shall I tell you? I've already told you that my village it is very close to the river. Eh? But did I tell you that when I was a boy, I would sometimes go down to its banks and play? I would go there, choose a small stick from a tree, and then I would look for a big nest full of fat ants. And I would use the stick to dig circles in the sand around it, round and round and round, until the nest was completely surrounded by lots of hills and dongas. You understand? And then, I would poke the nest with my stick. I would poke it very hard to make the ants come out and see who is this boy that is poking them so rudely. Out they would march, straight into my walls of sand. What did they do? They got very cross, of course. They would climb over each other, get lost in the circles, fight, and it was all very funny to a little boy like me. But Chipo, sometimes there would be one ant who wasn't like the others. This ant, she didn't get confused by the circles and the walls. She didn't follow the others. She would look at me and she would come straight at me. This ant, she was very different. Last year, a container on its way to China was found to contain the ivory of 700 elephants. One container? 700 elephants. So? Do you ever wonder how many you've killed over the years? What? Elephant, how many have you slaughtered or maimed, do you think? I told you, it was suffering. Yes, it was. But what about the others? You've killed others, haven't you? If you say so. I know so. Their corpses were rather hard to miss. Get over yourself, Miss Hart. They weren't all suffering, surely. You, you want to do this now? Here. Why not? Because it's insane. Ten? One hundred? How many? It doesn't matter. One thousand? Am I getting close? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if it was one or one thousand. The people round here think they're vermin. <laughs> You're going to need a very good lawyer, Mr De Beers. They eat a field of maize in one night. They knock down mango trees. They destroy homes. They crush anyone who gets in their way. So you don't mind if you kill a few here and there? I'll do what I have to. You kill them. If I do... Then the blacks thank me for it. You don't do any of it for the people. I do what I do for me, Miss Hart. Me. Just like the blacks do what's best for them. We're all using each other. Hell, half the guys you've got strutting around in their shiny new uniforms worked for me last year. They just follow the dollar, like the rest of us. Well, at least I'm giving them a choice. <laughs> Tell that to the poor kaffir with a six-ton footprint on his chest. Is that how you justify what you do? You tell yourself that you're needed. You're confusing what you think I do with what I actually do. You kill and maim animals. I hunt. You were hunting this afternoon. I've already told you. I didn't set that snare. <laughs> it's the truth. Truth. <laughs> you know why I, I went there today? 
One of my people was tipped off. Told there might be something out there that I have to take a look at. Weren't you suspicious? Just curious. I should have been, though, eh? Because I was set up. Now, who'd be desperate enough to do something like that, Miss Hart? You are, by your own appalling standards, very successful. I imagine there are quite a few poachers out there who wouldn't mind seeing you take early retirement. <laughs> Give me a few names. Like Shut up and listen! Something's out there. Mangani... No, we would have heard the Land Rover. Only if he wanted to be heard. I'm telling you, it's not Mangani. Shh. No! The rifle! Give me the rifle! Uh, at least cut me free, man! Please! Here, catch! Hit it as loudly as you can! What? Noise, Mr. De Beers! Make as much noise as you can! I think they're gone. <sighs> a saucepan! We got lions in the camp and you, you, you throw me a bloody saucepan! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man! <laughs> Here, take it. Vodka. Donkey. <laughs> You've got balls, Miss Hart, I'll give you that. <laughs> Ooh. You know, you're not so bad looking in the right light. Is there a man in your life? <laughs> or don't you eat meat? <laughs> Seriously, you should find someone. It might give you some other interests. You know, someone to look after you. Not that ape, one of us. Let's get one thing straight. There is no us. There's nothing of you in me. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm joking, man. It was a joke. <laughs> Bloody saucepans. <laughs> I know. How do you know? Mama is always telling me. Huh? <laughs> I have too much fire in me. And waiting in that landing, it made me think about what might be happening to my friend. I was scared. But not for me. I have never been scared for me. What sort of things were you thinking, Madala? I knew that we had caught a very poisonous snake, Chipo. And snakes like that are at their most dangerous when they are still. I knew this because I am an African. But the lady? That is why I worried. I don't get why you care so much. It's not even your country. It's not yours either. Your choice, I suppose. Yes, it is. What about other people? Do they get to have a choice too? Even if it's different from yours. If it's legal. So it's okay with you if some people choose to hunt then? Legally, I mean. What about that guy who ran the World Wildlife Fund? Like to shoot elephant in his spare time. Was that okay with you? If you mean King Juan Carlos, he was disgraced and fired, as I'm sure you know. He's still got his trophies hanging on the wall, though, eh? 
And what about that Brit who made the news last year for posing with a liney shot? Was that okay? It was legal. But was it okay? Did you think it was okay? Hell no. The guy was a cocky shit who couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. You knew him? I led the hunt. The money was good, and I agreed before I met him. Big bloody mistake, though, because when he did arrive, he didn't stop talking, telling me what he does and doesn't want. Very specific, very sure of himself. You know the type. Killed all over the world, but never a lion. Real adrenaline junkie. Anyway, a few nights later, we're out in the bush. Of course, I've done my homework, but I string it out a bit, create a bit of tension. Until, finally, there he is. The old male resting in the moonlight. It should have been the perfect moment. But this is it. He doesn't move. He just stands there, looking past me, all red in the face and sweating. Turns out he spotted a second lion behind us, less than ten feet away. Easily the biggest male I've ever seen. Standing there, like he's trying to decide who to have first. Just when I think the oak is about to fall on his ass, this lion, it just looks away, turns and walks slowly back into the dark. Man, you should have been there. But you know what your heroic countryman did, Miss Hart? <laughs> he shut himself. He paid a small fortune and travelled halfway round the world just to shit his pants and find out he wasn't quite the man he thought he was. Is there a point to this story? You're not like him. You're like me. Storms don't frighten you. They excite you. I'm nothing like you, Mr De Beers. Bar closed, eh? What about the photograph? Of him posing with a dead lion. You mean, did the great white hunter grow his spine and track it down again? No. You shot it for him. But it's all right because it was legal. It didn't worry you that it might still be wrong. Excuse me. Weren't you the one lecturing me on the full majesty of the law a minute ago? Not every law. So what? We have to pick and choose the bits we think are right and ignore the rest. Is that how it works? That's not what I meant. Yes, it is. And you're right. Sometimes we all have to break bad laws. I never said I broke the law. <laughs> You're talking to a man you bound in an illegal snare, Miss Hart. But... What? That elephant calf you shot today. You said you didn't want to see it suffer. I didn't. It might surprise you to know that I believe you. So? So it doesn't make sense. If you don't want an animal to suffer, why do something as barbaric as lay snares in the first place? I've already told you. Nobody sets out to snare an elephant. But that's what you caught, wasn't it? I didn't catch anything, Miss Hart. You want me to tell you I don't like them? OK. I don't like them. Then why use them? I don't. But a poacher now. He might say that he really doesn't have much choice that he does the best he can with the tools he has to work with. Then that poacher is a liar. Even if he has a family to feed. We're talking about different poachers, I think. Yeah, you pick and choose your laws, you pick and choose your poachers. I'm not going to judge a poor family man who traps an animal for the pot. The poacher I'm talking about doesn't get his hands dirty. He employs people to do that for him. He needs a particular animal and he casts his net as widely and cheaply as possible to get it. This poacher isn't concerned that for every snared animal he takes he leaves countless others to drown in their own blood or spend weeks wandering the bush slowly starving to death. How do you think a poacher like that sleeps at night? I've spent years trying to answer that question and I still can't. It's the wrong question. Yeah, of course it is. Is he trying to create a demand that doesn't actually exist? No. You name it and the Chinese will play top bloody dollar for it. Rhino horn, ivory, meat, skins. The demand's never been greater. And this poacher of yours, does he work with the locals and pay them for their trouble? Yes. Would he use another way to trap the animal if he could? Of course, yes. But why do it at all? Because maybe it's the only bloody thing he can do. 
You know, you still have a choice. When this is all over, you could try to find a job back in South Africa. Don't patronise me, Miss Hart. I am, by my own appalling standards, very successful. This story, is it a sad story? Tell me, when you are at school and the teacher says you must learn something, Chico, what did you do? I... I learn it. But what if it is something you don't want to learn? I, I, I don't understand. What if the lesson will hurt you? But why would my teacher want to teach me such a lesson? Madala, <laughs> tell me. I thought I asked you to wait until you had rested. I have rested, Zeri. It's all right. No, you lied. You waited for me to sleep. Sleep because I have been awake all night to care for you. And now, you have been filling her head with your stories. Stop it! Shush! Don't tell her to be quiet. I will speak to my daughter the way I choose. Then so shall I. This story of yours, do you know what it means to her? It means nothing. Tomorrow she will have forgotten. Chippo asked to hear it. While you slept, she listened. Listen to what? She's not like you. We live in a town. We're no villagers anymore. This town, Mufue, was still bushland when I was a young man. All of it. And you think it will stop here? You think Chipo's children will still have bushland left to visit? Animals to see? Her future is being ripped away by strangers, foreigners. The government. You don't think any of it matters? She's too young. So when? When should I tell her? When she is 16? When she is worrying about how white her teeth are, how red her lips are, how many boys notice? When she is 19 then, when she is learning to think as a woman and not a child? When she has a child of her own? When is Ellie? When should I tell her? Tell her what, Bamboo? Why is it so important? Because I don't want you to be ashamed of me! Father... I don't know what happened to you that night. I don't need to. Because I know you. You understand? <laughs> I know you. And I could never, never be ashamed of you. I know you too. It was a storm. I lost my way in the storm. What storm, Mama? Shh. It is just the fever talking now. He needs to rest. Can't you hear it? It has passed bamboo. Rest now. I lost my way. White man. White man. Can you hear me, white man? Yes, it's me. The stupid black man. The kefir. The coon. The nigger. The scrounging, lazy, thieving, dirty Monto. I'm coming to get you, white man. I'm coming to make you pay for everything that you are, for everything that you have done, for all the shame, the humiliation, for daring to call my grandfather a boy and making him smile when you do it, for making my mother serve you dinner and then eat hers outside off a cheap tin plate? You think you are better than him, superior to her? You think we can think for ourselves? Think again, white man. I'm coming to get you. For raping my country and defiling our women. For laughing at our history and ridiculing our roots. For making us eat your BMW's dust. For waving your gold watches in our faces. For growing fat on the broken backs of African villagers. For the poaching. The deforestation, the slaughter, the promises, the lies, the arrogance of stealing what was never yours today. Rhino horn, ivory, hardwood, animal skins, teeth, claws. You think you are untouchable? You think, think, think again. No! Jeez, what a nightmare.
What time is it? Nearly 8.30. Here. I can't reach it, man. Come here. Push it closer. I'm not a fool, Mr. De Beers, so take it or leave it. What is it? A nice cup of tea. Coffee. I thought you Brits only drank tea. You know, if you're serious about taking me back, now would be a good time. I am serious, Mr De Beers, and I've already told you we'll be leaving as soon as Mangani gets here with the landy. Mangani? I think I'd rather wait here and take my chances with the lions. How long have I got? What? Before he gets here. Why does he have to pick us up anyway? Don't you have anyone else? Oh, let's not start this again. How the hell did you end up here, Miss Hart? I could ask you the same question. Your aunt gave you a cuddly elephant to play with when you were five and you just knew you had to work with wild animals. Is that it? I'm here because of Ken Saro Wiwa. Who? An activist. Nigerian. Clever. You wouldn't have liked him. And he got you involved in all this? In a way. Duh. This is pointless. Come on, then. Tell me how he got you involved. He inspired me, Mr De Beers. He was a brave, motivated man who saw what an oil company was doing to his community and he decided to do something about it. Nothing violent or nasty, just demonstrations and campaigns against the leaking pipes, the broken promises, the lies and the corruption. He just wanted everyone to start playing fair and he made it crystal clear that he wasn't going to stop until they did. Another little guy who took on the giants and won, eh? Oh, he didn't win. The Nigerian government arrested him and put him on trial while the oil company wrung their hands and looked the other way. It still makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. What did it have to do with you? I worked for the oil company. So, what happened to the oak? They hanged him, along with several other campaigners. And that was the day I resigned from my job. And decided to come down here and irritate the shit out of me instead? I suppose I just don't like seeing anyone abused. Unless it's a white man trying to make a living. There's a shovel over there if you need to do anything. At least let me out of this first. Give it up, Mr De Beers. And do you think we used to treat the Kaffirs badly back home in South Africa? Maybe you should have stayed there. Things change. It changed. But you couldn't. I didn't see what I should. To hell with you. I'm not doing this. Look at me, man. You've got me trussed up like a Christmas turkey waiting for the axe to drop. I didn't create this situation. Of course you bloody did. No, I didn't, Mr De Beers. And what about that Mr De Beers crap? You spit it out like you're swearing at me. Why? What are you trying so hard not to say? Come on, answer the question. I don't like you. Is that right? Yes. I don't like you because what you do is vile. You never stop to think about whether what you do is right or wrong, just how you can profit from it. You're cruel, short-sighted and utterly selfish. And sometimes it's all I can do to stop myself screaming, but you know the worst part of it? The thing that twists me up in knots inside, it's a choice. You actually choose to do it. So you keep telling and me. And you're a coward. Careful, Miss Hart. Butcher. You hide behind the same laws you break every day. You know what the locals think? They think you're a clown. A walking joke with a thick red neck, cropped hair and ridiculous shorts. <laughs> scum, Mr De Beers. Vicious, dangerous, bigoted scum. They'd like to snare you by the balls and leave you hanging from a tree as lion bait. Did you know that? <laughs> They're words, not mine. I wonder if you'd be so brave if I didn't have this wire wrapped around my wrist. Sometimes I think it's all just such a spectacular waste of effort. The money, the talking, the training. Do you think it's worth the effort? Because, frankly, I'm not so sure anymore. Maybe I'll never get through to someone like you. Perhaps a bullet in the head would be better. What do you think? 
Is that what you would do if you were me? Are you enjoying yourself? You think I'm doing this for sport? Do you honestly believe that I'd choose to spend an evening out here with you? I'd rather stick needles in my eyes, Mr De Beers. You make my skin crawl. The sound of your voice, the way you sit, the way you stand, your idiotic smile, you! Who the hell do you I've think... I've spent 12 hard years trying to understand what makes someone like you tick. I might as well have tried to understand what makes a piece of shit smell! You arrogant bitch! Did you dare turn your back on me? I'm the victim here! And it's never your fault, is it? There's always someone else to blame. Me? You're the one who's made a career out of bleating. <laughs> Give me some money to save the elephants from the nasty poachers. <laughs> Give me some money to build elephant-proof granaries to stop them eating the poor villagers' harvest. Money, money, money. Bleat, bleat, bleat. Don't you have any conscience? How does it work, eh? When you've poured it all down the drain, you footsack back to jolly old England, show another film about poor little Dumbo, and suddenly everyone reaches weeping for their purses again, is that it? Why don't you tell them what happens when little Dumbo grows up to be big bloody Jumbo and destroys some poor Kaffer's maize field? Frightened they might want to buy him a rifle instead? Don't pretend to care about the people you insult, you bloody hypocrite. They are right, you are a joke. You're the joke! You're the one playing with lives, with my life. What do you want me to say? That I'm very sorry that this has all been a terrible misunderstanding and let you go? <laughs> it would actually be funny if it wasn't so tragic. Think about it. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, and you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. We've trapped each other. <laughs> We've talked ourselves into something neither of us can get away from. Talk! That's all you do. Talk, talk, talk. And you always know what's best, don't you? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have a clue. I mean, when was the last time you stopped talking and actually listened? Not just to me, but to the farmers, the people, the government. When was the last time you bent down low enough to treat someone like me as an equal? But you're not my equal. No. I'm every bleeding heart's whipping boy, aren't I? You're filth. Filth. Oh, well, maybe you can help me to understand something, then. That elephant calf I shot. You were waiting for me. How long? Hey, how long did you sit there and watch it and wait? An hour? Hmm? Two? You didn't raise a finger to help it. Why? Isn't doing something precisely what makes you better than filth like me? No, because nothing's that simple, is it? You needed to record the evidence, something to play in your precious courtroom to make everyone go weak at the knees. So you made a little compromise. You told yourself that just this once, the ends justify the means. So you just sat there and watched and waited. But it backfired, didn't it? Because unlike you, I didn't want to let it suffer. I didn't choose to look the other way. I wanted to put it out of its misery. You missed. That was your doing, not mine. You ambushed me, Miss Hart. You even filmed me while your boy beat the shit out of me with a rifle butt. That's assault where I come from, by the way. Maybe I should sue. What do you think? Is that what you would do if you were me? <laughs> I said shut up! What are you going to do? Accidentally lose that bit of footage? You're a hypocrite, Emily. It isn't me who's out of our depth here. It's you, because this country just isn't ready for what you have to offer. M maybe in 20 years, maybe even 10, but not yet. You're on a mission, and it's terrific. But open your eyes, woman, and look around. People here still have to make their own rules, because if they don't, they risk losing everything. You bleat about the sanctity of life. The cruel snares, the motherless calves, the tuskers. Well, boo bloody who? What about the people? Who's going to feed them? Put a roof on their heads. Don't they matter? Of course they matter. No, let me finish. Farmers, let me cull wild animals on their land because they're attacking the cattle and destroying their crops. And no one gives a shit. Yes, I trophy hunt. And I give money back to your precious bloody villagers precisely because I do. How much have you given them, Miss Hart? I keep a roof over their heads and put food on their plates. I might not be the best answer, but at least I'm not another bloody problem like you. Spare me the crap. Roof over their heads, food on their plates, 
Can you hear yourself? I've met some of the people who have helped you hunt in the past and most of them haven't been paid in two years. They live on tick and if they miss a repayment, they're beaten and broken. All you do is hurt things, Mr De Beers. I'm telling you for the last time, I didn't set that snare. Somebody did. You had all afternoon to try and help that elephant, but you didn't lift a finger. You chose to sit and watch while you waited for me. I pulled the trigger, Miss Hart, but it wasn't me that killed it. That was you, your trap, your bloody snare. What are we, what are we really doing here? Why don't you take me straight back to base when you had the chance? I've already told you the storm will make the lower tracks impassable. Oh, please, don't insult my intelligence. I've driven a Land Rover through rivers. A bit of mud wouldn't have stopped us. Why set me up? Why beat me? Why drag me from everyone and everything? Why tie me up like some sort of sacrificial goat? You know I'm right, don't you? What do I know, Mr De Beers? You know he's coming back to cut me like a bush pig. You've known all along. I think you need to calm down. Tell me I'm wrong then, Miss Hart. Look at me in the eyes. Tell me. I mean, look at this. What this? This. A rucksack. Blankets. Even a bloody gas burner to make the coffee. If you weren't expecting us to come back, why leave the camp like this? It's a field camp. Open your eyes. They're wide open. And I see things for what they are. Not how you or some trigger-happy kaffir wants me to see them. Your little black book. It means nothing here. Whatever you think you've got on me, I promise you, it won't be enough. I've got friends. You understand? Powerful friends. Mangani knows it. And that... That is why he has to kill me today. What happens to your precious sanctity of life then? Would you like another drink, Rudy? I don't know about you, but I seem to have worked up quite the thirst. What, what game are we playing now? No game. I'm just worried that you might be right. That's okay, because we can... No, it's not okay. Not at all. Because if you are right, then naturally I must be wrong. If someone like you can walk away from everything he's done, all the maiming and slaughter, and turn all our efforts into a joke, like some sad, toothless old lion, if there really is no law except this gun... Whoa, Whoa. no men. I, I, I said that's what the blacks believed. They don't understand our... I know our... the world isn't a perfect place, but believe me, it deserves better than you. I wanted to make such an example of you. See you humiliated, shamed, put behind bars. I wanted it so much that it never occurred to me that it might not happen. You're right, I did look the other way. I did let that baby elephant suffer. And it's something I'm going to struggle with for the rest of my life. But before you get too pleased with yourself, please understand that I know I might not be able to prove it in the court of law, but I know that you set the snare in the first place. What? What are you doing? I'm crossing your line, Rudy. See? Here I am. You should be pleased. Take the mug. I want to share a toast with you. To doing the right thing. Now get on your knees. Emily, don't, don't do this. I said get on your knees! Please, God, no. This is insane. You don't want my blood on your hands. Please! No, I don't. I don't understand. Because you don't listen. You are filth, a blight, something dirty that needs to be flushed away, but not by me. I really do believe in life, even yours. You bloody bitch! Get off me! Yeah. <laughs> Come on! 
You stupid woman. You stupid bloody woman. The shells. Where did you put the bloody shells? for the damaged goods you included in the last shipment. A number of high-value items were clearly harvested from immature stock, while others were scarred by snares. The minister will not be contacting you again. Raining. Good, good. Thank you for telling me your story. It's not just my story, Chipo. Are you feeling better? As strong as a lion? Always, always. Maybe you can sit out in the garden later and watch me play. Yes, I would like that very much. You can sit under the tree if you like. It will be nice and cool there. Uh -huh. Mama says it's the best tree in town. But Kamali's mama says that their tree is the best. Huh? Did I tell you that Kamali got in trouble at school again? <laughs> no, no. She is such a cheeky one. <laughs> Do you remember when she stayed here and she hid your slippers underneath the bushes in the garden? Oh, oh. You thought it was the monkeys. <laughs> She's not so naughty now though. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about your slippers uh -huh. anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you are better, Madala. Mm -hmm. Mama is very sad when you're sick. She pretends she isn't, but sometimes I see her face when she doesn't know I'm looking. I think you must be the strongest man in Zambia. Kamali thinks so too. I know. She can come and play with us in the garden later. I can go and ask her. What do you think, Madala? Shall I go and ask? I can be very quick. You have been listening to SNED, a touted Foley production introduced by Virginia Makina, originally conceived for the stage by Tim Marriott, advised by Dr. Cheryl Mvula, and written and adapted for radio by Floyd Toulay, with Brian Hickey as Rudy DeBiers, Catherine Toulay as Emily Hart, Manim Mvula as Mangani, Gladin Kazen Gabiri as Zeli, Grace Maina as Sonny, and Hannah Igbokwe as Chipo. Snared was recorded by AdVision TV. Virginia McKenna's introduction was recorded by Union Studios, endorsed by the Bond Free Foundation, with special thanks to PMW Creative Marketing and PR, and Tosin Akintuyosi voiceovers. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.